0: Before the addition of the foyer around 2000, the front entrance to our building was a single door opening to a foreboding flight of steps, a bit precarious and not especially welcoming. Although the foyer addition preceded our hosting community gatherings, it was a providential step in being ready for the call from Lancaster County Council of Churches, which came shortly after. Would we be willing to be the fifth congregation to host these weekly meals in the community, they wondered. Monday evening was the vacancy needing to be filled, which would complete their Monday through Friday goal for hosting community gatherings. The new foyer was especially designed with long windows so that passersby could look in and we could look outwards towards the city in a more tangible way. Somehow it seems the foyer has become the segue into this 21 year of um, joy, this 21 year of joy being in the community. The foyer, F stands for faithful. Since 1907, the East Chestnut Street Body of Jesus' Followers has been faithful in trying to stay in tune with the mission of being a presence of God's peace in the city. In the late 1990s, our present mission statement was formulated. It included to contribute to the well-being of Lancaster City and the wider world. All this groundwork helped prepare us for a new, oh, outward view. With the new welcoming double doors now and the day lit room before we now have a place for neighborhood gatherings on Monday evenings, a place to sip coffee, chat, share a mealtime prayer, sing happy birthday, sometimes elbow to elbow before going to the dining area. Why? Yes, we will. The committee went right to work. Herb Knoll sent out a commitment form to congregants and received 59 offers to help in one way or another. And in the file, I found this handwritten note with about 59 names and most, they include most of you actually. The first meal on December 3, 2001, brought 70 guests. Mary Lou Adams' contagious enthusiasm helped propel these formational years forward. Greg notes that over the 21 years of community gatherings, approximately 140,000 meals have been served with the help of 14,000 volunteers. Pre-COVID meals averaged close to 150, with post-COVID around averaging 120. The highest number ever was 236 on a fifth Monday in 2013. The only times the doors were closed, I think, of those 1,090 Mondays was when Hurricane Sandy pummeled us on October the 29th, 2012. E for everyone. No proof of address or pay stub required. An early ground rule was that East Chestnut Street folks should mingle with guests at their tables. Kinship is key, they said. Food was one significant reason we were together, but we heard from guests that this is also a place to curb their loneliness. We went in our gathering to be a place of community and hope for that short time that we were together each week. As we heard earlier, pre-COVID, the children would gather in a supervised classroom for stories and play while their parents enjoyed coffee before the meal, or the children would choose a book from the Little Free Library, skillfully constructed by Roland. The R is for renewed. Yes, it is hard work. I can still see Nancy Martin using all the elbow grease she could muster to whip up huge batches of mashed potatoes. Or Greg in the hot kitchen stirring a big pot of savory stew. But so many rewards. Camaraderie, thank yous. Meeting neighbors downtown or hearing your name being called, knowing there was someone in the gathering who would have your back in the case of a conflict. A pencil scrawled a goal from a brainstorming meeting back in 2001 made me chuckle. It said, the purpose of the community gatherings is to help keep the pastor grounded in the neighborhood. Better yet, all of us. However, whatever neighborhood niche we find ourselves in, may we help to fulfill Zachariah's prophecy as forerunners of God's peace.
1: Good morning, I first got connected to the community meals when I served uh, the fifth Monday meals with Blossom Hill where I attended for several years and uh, we often had some of the bigger crowds um, as Lois reflected. Growing up in this neighborhood about two blocks from here, um, it's wonderful to be involved in a congregation that really does reach out to the community around us. My task starting in 2023 will be to help coordinate the meals going forward. Since Greg has semi-retired, Greg will be continue to work with us on the meals. Um, but something I'd just like to ask before I get started quickly is how many of you have served, cooked, been a part of the meal in some way, if you could stand. I encourage you to look around. We are a congregation who is deeply committed to this, and I hope that you will also continue to support us as we embark on a transition time. Thank you for standing. So one of the big questions I often get when we're talking about food insecurity is what is food insecurity? Food insecurity is not having enough access to food for an active and healthy life. And in the state of Pennsylvania, 1.1 million people suffer from food insecurity. In Lancaster County, 47,150 people are food insecure with 1 in 6.5 children struggling with hunger. They're not all in our city, as we often I think believe, but many of them are in the suburbs as well, and we often encounter folks who have taken the bus or gotten a ride to the Meals um, because of their need. The Community Meals is a loose network of churches and organizations that provide food, three meals a day, seven days a week, no questions asked. And behind me, you can see the list of churches, many of whom serve more than one meal a week, who participate. Um, Sorry, the clicker isn't working. Um, One of the things that we are working at as we are in this time of transition, moving from the height of COVID into a post-COVID or whatever era we're in right now, is to keep the cost of the meal as low as possible in large part because we expect the need to expand substantially many of you have seen prices at grocery stores going up we know that gas prices have gone up that impacts folks who are barely able to make rent which is also going up substantially in our community in fact since the summer we've seen an increase of 33 percent in terms of need at the community meals and we anticipate that that will continue to grow Sunday schools at East Chestnut Street have been a major driver in us providing the meals on Monday nights. Um, As you all who are part of the second hour know, the Sunday school time has shifted. Um, We have a lot of folks on either end of the spectrum, um, young parents who are often employed or busy with kids during the 5 o'clock hour, and older folks who I think would be glad to stop hauling around a large Plates of food, And so what we're trying to do is move into a committee space where folks are really committed to being an active part of the meal, but only giving a substantial amount of their time a couple times a year. Um, I thought it would be helpful too to see where we get our food from, since many of you are familiar with the need for food in our community. So, the Lancaster Food Hub is on Queen Street. Um, They have been, especially under the Council of Churches, which they used to be a major driver for the meals. Right now, one of the greatest things that they contribute to the meals is that they provide meat at little or no cost, so we can really have substantial nutritious meals thanks to their support. Central Pennsylvania Food Bank is the largest food bank in Pennsylvania. They are the provider of food and resources to the Lancaster Food Hub. They also do a lot of direct support of the meals. Uh, Parish Resource Center, where I work, uh, receives much of our food from them directly. That would be the case also for St. Anne's, Anchor, and other large meal programs. They have a live online inventory. They provide delivery, which is great. And um, they do charge um, 19 cents a pound as a handling fee given the size of their operation and the fact that they deliver. And then Blessings of Hope recently moved into um, a space adjacent to McCaskey High School and they also provide a lot of perishables um, which are not always easy to find and allow folks to shop from their inventory and uh, have a handling fee of 25 cents per pound. Here are the way that we're dividing up the meals going forward in terms of volunteer support. We have coordinators, we have hosts, we have cooks and assistant cooks, and what we need also are servers. So if you have already volunteered to be part of the meals in 2023, could you please stand? So thank you to all of you who have done that. Um, Well, here's a list of some folks who are involved very grateful for those folks' support. So, as I said, we're going to start needing servers to sign up. It's a minimal role You can commit for as much or as little time as you would like. So I will be sending out a sign-up genius uh, later this afternoon. I'll also be including this PowerPoint and a few more details um, because it's been a lot of information quickly. So thank you all to those of you who've agreed to support the meal, to those of you who have supported the meal. Uh, This is needed now more than ever, and I'm so grateful to attend a congregation that really wants to be committed to the community in this way.
2: As I prepared for this morning, I asked myself the question what draws me to my commitment at the community meal these many Monday evenings? What have I learned about myself and others? My connection to the the community meal has been been since its beginning in 2002. Our then 15-year-old son Ben attended the meal every Monday night. Ben became friends with Jiggs, an older gentleman with shoulder length white hair. Jigs never missed a Monday evening. He and Ben would often have long discussions about politics, often very different opinions, yet respecting each other. Jiggs would hop in the car with Herb and Ben at the end of the evening, and and he would ask him to drop them off at different locations throughout the city where Jiggs would spend the night, often on the street. Before he exited the car, Jiggs would say, Ben, pray, pray, pray. Ben would offer a simple prayer for Jiggs. Ben cared about Jiggs. He found a friend in Jiggs. And I cannot help but think that that relationship may have had something to do with Ben choosing his career as a social worker, passionate about working hard to end homelessness. Ben saw the face of Jesus in Jiggs. I first met Shirley when Herb and I visited other church locations to learn how the community meal program works. At the first Reformed Church, Shirley noted that Herb and I were new there. She was so excited to know that a new church would be added to the program. Shirley was there on the first night of hosting the community meal at East Chestnut Street. She had no family connections at all, a childlike mentality. Her social skills were very limited. She was dependent on her wheelchair due to a leg amputation. She would maneuver all around Lancaster City. Every time she spied me on a city street, she greeted me in her booming voice from no matter how far across the intersection, Hi Becky! As Shirley's health declined, declined, she became a resident at Golden Living Nursing Facility. Those days were difficult for Shirley. As she was no longer able to navigate on her own, many people from the community meal would take turns pushing her the many blocks from Duke Street to East Chestnut Street so that she could be present at her loved meal. When Shirley became confined to bed, many of her community friends visited her. The night before she died, we stood around her bedside and sang, Jesus Loves Me. The following day, Shirley went to be with God a God she learned to know and feel loved by the many friends she met at the community meal. A memorial service was held at East Chestnut Street for Shirley. Her friends gathered to remember. I see the face of God in Shirley. These are the stories of two people from Monday night meals that made a significant impact on me, and they they represent an earlier time in our history. Today, there are folks like Doris, Raymond, Phil, Denise, Robert, Karen, Stan, and Bill, where I see the face of Jesus. There are so many things, so many things that I love about the community meal. I love how much thought is put into serving good and nutritional meals, sometimes homemade applesauce, those buttered noodles, much loved red beet eggs. You can have as many as six if you're lucky. Christmas dinner on China, chocolates, special music played by one of our guests, seasonal decorations. I love how Greg carefully puts aside a meal each week for Raymond to accommodate his food allergies. I love the availability of COVID vaccines for our guests. I love how Greg and Todd somehow seem to remember everyone's names. I love the nights we have hand warmers, warm socks, and gloves to distribute. I love how the people who I work with exhibit humility, gentleness, and patience. I love how once again, after a very long time, we are able to gather indoors, providing warmth, coffee, a bathroom, and conversation. I love how East Chestnut Street is a place where we can share food, Let our friends, God loves them with an enormous love, and it's where I want to see the face of Jesus in everyone who comes together.